1: Episode 58, I think it's episode 58 of Below the Belt, uh, joined once again by Flav from The Fighting Cock. How are you, sir? What up?
2: I'm very well. How are you?
1: Yeah, man, I'm good. I didn't, um, full disclosure, I did not watch most of the undercard last night of uh, Josh, the Josh Warrington fight. I did watch the one of the fights that was on the undercard. I think it was for the, the Commonwealth light heavyweight title. And mm. it was one of those pubs that before, before the bout... It was a pub, yeah, in Baker Street. You know the crown of the... No, the Globe of the Globe. Sorry, you
2: was in a pub. I was in a pub,
1: yeah. Which, right, right, which you is, didn't say
2: that. You just said it was one of these pubs. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, so I was in a pub in Baker Street,
1: the Globe. And before right. we even put the boxing on, there was a guy shadow boxing in the pub itself. So it was just one of those kind of places. And I was like, okay, fuck me. I think we should go home soon. <laughs> uh, was it all right? It was fine. It was absolutely fine. They wasn't actually, once we, we got Matey to change the channel, and once we started watching it, they wasn't paying attention to it at all. They were probably talking about something completely different.
2: Um, I'm, um, I'm fully, fully endorsed on uh, Chad's Witherspoon fan club. You are? Yeah, I'm on, I'm on the I'm on the Chaz Witherspoon gravy train now.
1: Yeah, no, he, he, how do you, so I suppose we should start with that? Uh, we'll start with yeah. Alexander Usyk, made his heavyweight debut. Did in, all right,
2: didn't he? What two days notice? Yeah, we he did, did like right. two days
1: notice. He hadn't lost in five years to Seth Mitchell. I don't know if you remember him. Um, it kind of rings a bell, kind of. He was Seth Mitchell was that guy that always used to wear the fucking camouflage shorts, and he was a former American footballer. Um, but yeah, he beat Chaz Witherspoon, but he hadn't lost since that was a good five years ago. So he was coming into it in pretty good
2: form. Um, what did you think? What did you think of the performance of both both people? I I enjoyed. I enjoyed. It was a decent enough fight. Like you're just kind of watching it for just to see how Usyk was carrying the weight. Yeah. Um, if it had slowed him down, yeah. if you know you'd seen any changes in his performance, that was really what was interesting. Witherspoon was never going to beat or challenge Usyk. Um, and i'm glad that what did he go seven and eight rounds before we've yeah. been retired and it was a really interesting fight purely for that reason mm-hmm. it had to, can he carry the footwork up and will it will he have the power to to hurt a legitimate heavyweight and he's um it was like i mean i know it's an obvious cliche but it was like watching a lower weight fighter fighting at heavyweight mm-hmm. not that he size he looked fine his size looks fine he's he had done the weight well, but just the way he moves. It's just gonna say the obvious stuff, but his footwork and the way he moves, he doesn't box like a heavyweight boxer.
1: No, he yeah. it was very, very similar in a way to the Tony Bellew fight, where it took him a little while to kind of get warmed up. He kind of just poured with his jab and just kind of moved around and just took a little while to get warmed up. But once he did in the, in the middle rounds, round you know, round five, six onwards, he started to really pepper, you know. Uh, has Witherspoon with with some good shots. And I think it was more I don't think Witherspoon was really badly hurt at any time. It was just more a case of I can't hit this guy and he keeps just he keeps touching me with shots.
2: Um, yeah. I think he was starting to get a little bit more spiteful and load up mm. as he gets later on, but he didn't have to do anything. It wasn't that wasn't Usyk at the very top of his his ability. He did he did he managed to fight perfectly. He didn't probably didn't know nothing about Witherspoon needed that first couple to wait, work it out you don't in, no one in heavyweight no matter how limited the opposition comes out you know opening up and throwing bombs from the first minute because as we know the weight is dangerous and all of them can punch mm. so it made sense when, when you know it was very much a Usyk watching learning seeing how Witherspoon was coming out um, how to get through his guard and once he worked him out it was just a matter of time before it stopped I think they should have stopped it the round earlier yeah but it's it was fine because Usyk isn't doesn't carry the power of Deontay Wilder, so it probably wasn't as damaging as it could have been if he was if he was someone else. But I thought, think what we saw from in that performance is what what you will see in the vast majority of Usyk's fights at this weight now yeah. is just a methodical snatching of their soul. Yeah, a very slow piece by piece. Yeah, you know, especially dis- those guys that are
1: kind of his height those guys that are six foot three six foot four his kind of height he's, there's a lot of them yeah and that is a lot of them it's only really Fury, Wilder and Joshua that are massive that are really yeah. tall but the guys that are his height he's going to have a field day with them all because he's the same size as them to an extent I was quite pleased with what he weighed, he weighed two hundred and fifteen pounds, which is you know a stone over cruiserweight, which I thought was a good kind of. We didn't want him to just bulk up and put on twenty five. Similar, yeah. Similar to hay, yeah. Hay then got he massive,
2: up. didn't he? Um, well, he, you know, his first fight, I think he was only a stone or so over. Yeah, yeah. But he, he did. He said he said he, he he wouldn't bulk so much as he would just stop cutting. You know, mm. he wouldn't. He would eat, eat to to his natural size, mm. and then as as it as it went on, he seemed to become more and more muscle bound. Mm. Hey, um, rather, yeah, the but, the value but,
1: of fight, the the high hey value of fight. I think he weighed something like two hundred and five, like like really light. Um yeah. he was really light for that fight. Uh and uh, yeah, it's good to see Usyk didn't didn't feel the need to put on loads and loads of weight. About a stone's about right.
2: You know, yeah. you don't have to like you said sixteen pounds It said, wasn't it? Over sixteen pounds over heavier than what he was in his last fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So two fifteen,
1: so, so yeah, fifteen pounds over cruiserweight limit. So yeah, pretty yeah, good. I was quite pleased
2: about that. Quite pleased. And I think what we've got to realise, what people have to realise, is as, as good as Usyk was yep. at, at Cruiserweight, mm. um, what he's trying to do is difficult. And very, very rarely in, in, in the history of the sport has it been done before. For, I think only uh, Van der Holyfield uh, Holy- and, um, and David, uh, Hay. David Hay have done it from Cruiserweight. And then, of course, obviously we know that Roy Jones Jr. did it jumped up yeah. and, and won a world title at that way as well. But it wasn't a different circumstance there. Yeah. The thing is though, is Hay won a version of a heavyweight title, but he was never considered to be anywhere near elite in yeah. that division once he'd moved up. I think he's was just kind of worked his way into a position. I can't even remember what belt he picked up, it was against Ruiz he won it, right?
1: Yeah, it was a WB he uh, David Hay won against Value the WBA title.
2: Sorry, yes he did. He won <laughs> against the, the giant David and the, the was it Value life, but John Ruiz was the
1: first defense. I think that's what you're talking
2: about. Jo- right, right. That's what I'm getting messed up. But he's um, he was never never really considered legitimate in in the same way that say Joshua or or um, is now. Yeah. So it's going to be really difficult for him. It's interesting how he views that heavyweight decision division because I think he thinks he's good enough to clear up.
1: Yeah. I think he absolutely he believes himself. technically is. Yeah, he is. I think he absolutely believes in his ability to win, win the titles. Uh, he did some interviews pre-fight where he was saying, I want to fight Wilder. That's the fight I want. I think it'll be easy. Um, I think he, that's what he said. He <laughs> said he thinks it'd be an easy fight because I suppose technically he's so much better than Wilder and he's right. Uh, I th- he said that the toughest challenge would be Fury, which I completely agree with um, because he's... Not perhaps not equally good a boxer, but he's a very very good boxer, Fury. And he's six inches taller than him, probably outweighs him by three or four stones. So that would be very the toughest fight for Usyk. But I don't think he'd shy away from it.
2: No, no, of course not. He wouldn't shy shy away from anything. The guy's a serial killer. If he wasn't a boxing, he'd definitely be murdering women. (laughs) It just looks, you can see it in his eyes. There's not much. I mean, there's tons there, but he doesn't give any emotion away. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? So. No, he's, he's not going to shy away from any challenge. I think they should they got to be quite cute about how they get him into those fights. I'd be happy to see him um have a couple more mm-hmm. at, 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 you know just to get much more use of the heavyweights just to to kind of fights and, and the and the weight and what he's facing rather than throw him in now with with uh, say Joshua or the other two. Yeah. You know, I, I what I would if he had the opportunity, I'd definitely with Ruiz. I think he, he cleans it, he reads out pretty convincingly.
1: So there's an interesting, interesting, you know, looking... If he gets that opportunity. Yeah. The problem,
2: sorry to cut you, mate, the problem is if he does win those belts, then there's nothing else to do but face Wilder, yeah. uh, Fury and um, and Joshua then. So
1: just looking at what's kind of next for, for Usyk, um, Eddie Hearn said, I think it was pre-fight, said he thinks that... No, he did, I think he said it last night, was that he expects... Usyk to fight for the vacant WBO title because he's the mandatory for that title Um, and the winner of Joshua or Ruiz uh, say it's Joshua, they would have two mandatories to fulfil so one is the IBF mandatory against um, Pulev and the other mandatory would be against Usyk the WBO, so he said if Joshua won Joshua beats Ruiz in December his advice to Joshua would be take the Pulev fight because he, yes. Pulev's thirty-seven. Joshua would wipe him out in four rounds. You know he's had a long career. He's a decent fighter, Pulev, but he's never you know he's never been anything really more than that. Um, mm. So he expects that the WBO title will become vacant, and then Usyk would fight for that. The interesting thing about that is Usyk is number one, Tyson Fury's number two in the WBO rankings. Yeah. yeah. So there's a potential that if that belt was to become vacant, that a fight would be ordered between Alexander Usyk and Tyson Fury for the WBO title. Would Fury take it? Would Fury move? Would Fury move away from the Wilder fight to fight Usyk instead? You know, if it went to a, no. you know, what would what would what do you think would happen?
2: I think uh, I think he'd probably use it as leverage in order to ensure that the Wilder fight did happen. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's anything else. There's no other fight that. That um, Fury is interested in other than Wilder, and he will use that, like he will use this situation as opportunity. to saying, "Look, I have other avenues, so I can go down here." Uh, but ESPN doesn't want him to fight Usyk, regardless of what's mandated. He wants him. To, that, that, that deal was all about getting him back in the ring with Wilder, yeah. and, um, and and money will will speak here rather than belts. That's not to say that if he beats Wild, Wilder, that there isn't a fascinating challenge of, of Usyk in front of him. But in in a way, I'd kind of rather see Fury fight fight Wilder and then Joshua and then Usyk can come in and and do what he needs to do I'm still almost more interested in that that three still Mm. I want to I want to see that resolved I want to see these guys face each other I want to see Joshua and and Fury in the same ring and um, it, it should should Joshua get past Ruiz and that's why it's so interesting because if you Gets beat again, then literally we might as well never meet, mention Joshua's name again. Yeah, yeah. However, I feel like he wins, and that there's some really interesting fights. Usyk Joshua's—it's such an easy fight to make as well. If they've both got nowhere to go, and Wilder and Fury end up fighting for a third time, and they're never—it looks like that 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 nut's never been able to be cracked. Then you know, Usyk and Joshua can be made next. You know. In, in in an hour.
1: Yeah, it's one of those that's really easy to make. And if, if Ruiz wins, obviously you'd expect him to fight Wilder because that would be for all the titles. So yeah, there's just a lot well, a lot of interesting things going on.
2: Do you mean so if if he beat if Ruiz beats Joshua, yeah. then he reneges on this contract, the alleged contract that already exists with Fury, with Fury and fights Joshua for that uh, fights Ruiz, Ruiz yeah. to be to be un, undisputed.
1: Yeah, I do. I'd expect that to happen. I'd I'd, in, I'd expect Wilder to go. Mm, yeah no I don't think there is a contract I think there's kind of an agreement there might be a little agreement there and I, I think that he'd go oh no thanks I'm going to fight for the undisputed title instead
2: that- say there is a contract right Yeah. say there is a contract but they they offer Fury step aside money mm-hmm. f- and with a deal that he gets to fight whoever yep. uh, wins and Ruiz yep. so it's one fight all the belts yep. and um, he can then stop calling himself the lineal champion the actual champion yeah that that could be interesting that could be interesting and i think i don't think
1: i don't think fury would really mind that you can see it, what he's doing right now is he's at the peak of his career and he's it's about money for him it is about when it is about getting wilder again it is about the titles but it is about money for him you can see that he's he, you know he could have fought wilder already like again and he didn't. He signed the ESPN deal. He's fought a couple of puddings, to be honest. And he's now in the WWE, and he's, about, he's going to make a ton of money in Saudi Arabia doing the WWE thing. So you can see he's looking at just making money at the minute, which is fine. Plus, he's got this really naughty cut, and mm. it, it might, that might keep looks him out. It looks
2: actually good, though. I watched the WWE thing. I saw, I saw some clips online. he yep. looks amazing. It's like there's almost nothing there. Yeah, he's in good shape. I might have done that. He's in good shape. and looks great as well. Is is I, I, working? One more question after this. Then, yeah, go on. Before we go onto the WWE and Fury, yeah, is this is a, this is one of these questions that I know is going to sound stupid to people who listen to boxing, but I, I don't really know how this is resolved in the heavyweight division. You have an undisputed king, right, or, or holder of the four main belts and the ring yeah. magazine, whatever it is. Yeah. yeah? In a lower division, mm-hmm. like Usyk and David Hay did, they became they had all the belts, they moved up and vacated. Mm-hmm. But in the heavyweight division, that's not possible, right? What, what happens then? Do, you, do, do all the belts on the line every fight, or do, 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 do they start stripping them because they can't fulfill the, yeah, the, it's, the challenges? If
1: you're like, I think if I think if say Josh in a in another universe, Joshua fought Wilder when he had the three belts. Say he doesn't fight Ruiz that night and he fights Wilder yeah. instead and he wins that fourth yeah. title. Yeah. I think someone like Anthony Joshua is a would be able to keep all four belts and. Kind of get away with mandatories because he's such a huge star, he's such a massive money draw that the
2: belts would let him. They out. would
1: just let him get away with it. Think about so. Think about Mayweather. Career... Mayweather never fulfilled yeah, a mandatory. Mayweather never had a mandatory at the peak of his career. <laughs> never, because he didn't have to. Because. He was such a money. huge money draw. He didn't need to, and I think Joshua's was on that level. But sorry, yeah, go
2: on. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. So what? What? How, what, how would that look like then? If say say that it does, because it could happen. Yeah, it could happen. If Wilder faces Ruiz, and they've still got their belts, then it's going to happen. So would that their career then, if they choose to retain all the belts, is fulfilling every mandatory from each four bodies? Pretty much. Bodies. Pretty much. So that's that would be like four fights a year. Yeah,
1: well, not a year because they they get given quite they get given grace. You know, they'll get yeah. if it's a unification fight, which which it wouldn't be because they'd already have all the titles. Then they get yeah. that kind of takes that kind of takes um, precedence and, over you know volu- over anything else over a mandatory t- over a mandatory defense. Um, yeah. Also, it's um, you, it's not you don't have to have a mandatory every year. It kind of stretches to eighteen months. Or sometimes somebody might be really highly ranked with two organisations, so you might be able to do two mandatories at once in a sense. Right, like you can, uh, all, yeah. you can always kind of just satisfy them. Like there's Find always a way. a way, to or just, just
2: pay to pay them. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. We're not going to pay. Let me keep the belt. But most of them just give it up, don't they?
1: Yeah, they do. I think what's more likely is he'll win. The person, whoever unifies, whether it's Wilder or Ruiz or Joshua or whoever, will eventually unify them all and they will get rid of one straight away. If it was Wilder or Ruiz, it would be the WBO. They'd get rid of that straight away. Because the PBC, who, who advised both Ruiz and Deontay Wilder, don't recognise the WBO. I don't know if you've heard about that.
2: Um, they so they've some I haven't so there's some sort of beef between the PBC and WBO. I think they
1: just like not I don't know if there's beef. I don't. They've just never. They just never had. I can't think of a PBC fighter that's that's had a WBO title off the top of my head. Um, but there must be a reason. For yeah, it. I don't know. I don't know. Perhaps there is. I think perhaps you know what it is. I think they're perhaps seen WBO as seen as like Bob Arum's kind of
2: organisation. Uh, right, so there is there is a rivalry. Yeah, I mean, there is some sort. Of, that was, says, You know, I can't. But I like all the, the the boxing federations. The main the main one. What are they? WBO, uh, WBC, yep. WBA, yep, and IBF. What, what, what? IBF, IBF, yeah. But the IBF is one you you don't seem to hear or talked about either. It's almost like an unfancy. The only last time I thought really thought about the IBF titles was when Hatton had it for so long. If I remember rightly, he did have it. He that was what he'd be um, costed you for. Yeah, and um it's just I don't know, man. Like I say, like it's nice, they'll add that picture, they'll win their four belts, they have the picture and then it's all politics again. Yeah, which
1: is fine. Yeah, once you've done it, once you've unified, mm. what's there to do
2: really? Like Did did, did um did Hay or or, or Usik, did he have four belts plus the ring as well? Usik had, yes, he had all the belts plus the ring magazine.
1: And Hay is the same, right? No no no. Hay didn't have the IBF. He uh, didn't. No, I thought he
2: was. I thought he had them all.
1: Uh, no, there was a guy. I think he's. I think it was O'Neill Bell. Uh, he had the IBF title, um, I don't remember. and f- Hay didn't fight him. Uh, Hay didn't fight O'Neill Bell. Um, he went to France and he fought. Who was the guy he fought in France? Mommec. Yes, he fought. He fought him. Uh, that was M- a great fight. Mormek, and he got dropped, didn't he? And then he got up and stopped him. So yeah. he had the WBO title, um, and he had the WBC and the WBA. Because um, he fought back didn't he, he won the, the WBO title.
2: Yeah, yeah. Do you know Hayway? I know just quickly, but Hayway did so much of his career getting involved in silly beefs and then fighting people that were beneath him.
1: Yeah, I, it was it was a, it was a, it wasn't a great division when he was around. Really, the only fight for him was Vlad, um, and he I think he waited too long. I think his yeah. body started to break down by the time he fought. Vlad well,
2: He's injury ravaged, pretty much. But he. Um, he, he just his whole career seemed to be dominated by his ego. Yeah, I loved him, I lo- absolutely loved him. Uh, as if you know, now he's like, like he made me fall in love with boxing when I remember watching him on on fri- Friday night on BBC. He had a deal with BBC, yeah. And he would um, he would come out in black Puma shorts and mad afro and he would just be banging people out for fun. And I was just like, This guy's immense, yeah. But anyway, as the, the, the career went on, you know, he just got into ru- like aroused with people, Macronelli, there was beef, Audley Harrison. Chazora, you um, nearly even got into a fight with uh, Shannon Briggs because they had an argument once. Yeah. It was almost like he didn't; he was too weak to to really be managed, probably. Yeah, which is interesting because he's doing such a good job with Chazora, isn't he?
1: Yeah, it is. It's him and him and Adam Booth always wanted to do things their way, didn't they? And Adam Booth's still that way now. Although mm. Adam Booth seems to work with people like Eddie Hearn a bit better than he used to, really, but yeah, but Hay did get a lot get involved. He, he's very—he's one of those guys that loves the love the celebrity of being a world champion. Kind of like Chris Eubank Junior seems to be now. He loves the celebrity of being a boxer and getting involved in all of that side of it instead of just focusing on on building a legacy. Um, mm. So we were talking about um, Fury in the WWE. Does that does that offend you at all?
2: No, oh, it's fun. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, no, I liked it when I remember. I, mean, I don't watch wrestling as you put it. Yeah. Um, I don't watch it because it's for children. But, <laughs> but, but um, it's fun. Like it's funny watching it. And I, I remember watching Mayweather fight the big, big, the big, the big show. Big show. Yep, yep. Yeah, he broke his nose, if I remember rightly. Yes, he did. Yeah. Um, it was. It's. Um, it's <coughs> fun. It's fun, isn't it? It's entertainment. It's not. There's no. no it's less offensive than the KSI Logan Paul stuff, so you know. No, I don't think. Is anyone pissed off of it? I don't understand.
1: No, nah, I think some people think f- think it's it's a bit a bit silly. You know, he's the heavy, lineal heavyweight champion for a lot of people, and I think I think a lot. Of, I think it's people that just really dislike WWE or dislike wrestling, or this whole thing about Saudi Arabia. Obviously, a lot of people have have their gripes about Saudi Arabia, which I totally understand.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. So I didn't, I didn't know that. What do you mean, Saudi Arabia? So the 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 he's having a match, Tyson Fury
1: against uh, Braun Strowman, who's a big massive lump in WWE. And when
2: when you say having a match, that that they're not actually going out to hurt each other. No, right? no, no, of
1: course not. No, no, no. They're having a wrestling match, uh, a professional wrestling match, which is obviously. But it's which, but it's
2: like they agree how this is. Like, of course. Oh, I'm going to yeah. do this, and you and so because he's obviously much more valuable. Yeah. Th- there must there must be some sort of. You can't punch me in the face. Yeah, um, there'll be
1: something really... It'll be really interesting for, for me as a wrestling fan, how they how they put it together, how they put that match together where Fury can look good because Fury will win because he's he's the legitimate athlete. And so he... Although Braun Strowman is a legitimate athlete,
2: but he's an I, actual um, sportsman, so... It, but no, hang on. You're, you're, this is where I'm getting confused, Cal, because you're talking to me as if it's like if it's real no 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 what i'm saying is is it legitimate ad- no so athlete. what i'm saying is it will be
1: booked for fury to win because right. You can't have the legitimate boxer Going into wrestling and losing <laughs>
2: Yeah, because that's, that's
1: stupid No, you can't You can't have him getting smashed around by a wrestler for, for But he hard.
2: would get beaten at oh, wrestling
1: Of course, of course And that geezer, is Braun Strowman, is a lump He's massive I've seen him. Yeah, I've seen the In a straightener, that would be a really interesting match In a straightener <laughs> But but in the actual, in pretend wrestling If you want to call it that Then uh, yeah. I think Fury will win I'm more interested in how they're going to make him look good How it's, it's interesting he to You would do the
2: boxing, won't you? He'll do the boxing. In He'll the ring. do the That's
1: boxing we'll do. stuff,
2: I guess. Yeah, and I don't think it will last very long. I think they'll no. Like they're, surely they're going to risk injury. Um, what I would say though is, from the video I've seen, yep. he he looked really good. It looked like the training; he'd continued to lose the weight. It looked really, really good.
1: Yeah, yeah, he did look really, really good, and he and he gets it. That's the thing; he gets it, and you know, there's what? he gets what? WWE like he gets what you've got to do to. <laughs> to look good to sound good yeah he gets it how to sell it Ronda Rousey was really good as well like she got it straight away um, is she still in it no she's not she's gone off to have a baby now she wants wants a family so she's doing that now but
2: fair enough though isn't it it's fair enough. yeah yeah
1: she was Jesus. really bloody good i don't want to keep banging on about wrestling but she was really yeah you, good you are it. going banging on about oh it, shut sure. up now um so let's talk about let's talk about josh warrington last night
2: when i say look good by the way i meant he looks physically shape. good yeah yeah thin, he yeah. does he does look physically good yeah, he looks yeah. like he's in I'm good shape for... um, so what, what happens next for him fury what were they waiting for Wilder next
1: yeah, wilder. It'll be wilder in the new year, February sometime. Let the, let the If the cut heals, if the, if the cut heals, really?
2: In February, um, yeah.
1: Yeah, and then this thing with Usyk might come around with the mandatory, and he might get a shot at that belt. He
2: might. So there was. Do you remember the bollocks around the eye injury saying he can't train, he can't run, he can't. Yeah, I thought. That. Now he's doing wrestling. So who, who said that? I
1: thought it was Frank Warren that said that. It was Frank Warren? Yeah. yeah. Frank Warren said he can't exercise for like months and he's out there having a, having a wrestling match with...
2: Do you reckon Frank Warren was doing his absolute nuts at, at, Frank Warren, at, at Fury going, what the fuck are yeah. you doing?
1: I don't think Frank Warren has much say in
2: Tyson Fury's career at all. Does he fuck? No one does. Tyson Fury does. That's why he's, you know, coached by Ben. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, he's
1: just because he he didn't even know he didn't even know he was signing the ESPN deal. You know, Fury. He didn't know Fury was doing that. He just did it. He's. I don't think he's really the in in control of. I think Frank's got him. He gets him on BT Sport. That satisfies BT Sport. But, earns a
2: bit of money but it ain't like it's not like how
1: Hearn controls these fighters yeah it's not like that at all where... but Hearn,
2: Hearn wouldn't be able to control Fury either no one would nice. which is what's so great about him really yeah
1: because he, he will just bin it he will just stop fighting it doesn't matter to yeah. him he will yeah, just yeah. stop like oh fuck you then I, I. whereas the all the fighters that Hearn owns in a sense um you know it, they need him you know, because he has the platform, but Fury doesn't need he doesn't need that platform. Um, mm. So talking about BT Sport, let's go on to, to Josh Warrington last night. How mm-hmm. what did you think about Josh Warrington and his performance? You know, second round knockout, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, um, well, I don't know really. Well, not not what not, not. I don't know what to say. The the guy clearly came in with some credentials. I I think this is the kind of fight he would have had before Selby. Right. It felt like that level. Yeah. Um. So, but you can forgive him for that because if you look at what Selby, Warrenson did last year, last year yeah. it's probably unrivalled by most other boxers. I think he had an incredible, incredible year. So he deserved this at homecoming in Leeds, and that's exactly what it felt like. Yeah, you know, I agree. I agree. State of the guy. He, I'm, he like, I, I hadn't heard of him to be honest. Yeah. But you know, you can tell sometimes by the, someone's um, gown. <laughs> <laughs> literally like he bought the gown in fucking pounded. Sports direct yeah sports direct yeah it was um yeah he, he look he was good he was he was he was angry spiteful um he was doing the right stuff, yeah. he had the energy and enthusiasm to do it um can' i don't know I can't, you can't take much from it really in my opinion yeah. it was fine to i didn't mind him having that fight after the three <sighs> difficult fights he had previously yeah no i I agree with you completely
1: you know. Uh, this guy Takush, who, who he fought last night, it was like a decent European level. fight felt like a Euro- yeah, yeah, exactly. He'd won it the like European, European title, title, but if you look at his record, he's not beaten anyone whose name you would recognise. He's not even fought anyone whose name you'd really recognise. Um, it was like you said, it's the kind of fight that that a, like a contender would have coming up, coming up the ranks. For exactly. The, perhaps the European title, but I agree with fine. you. He's absolutely um, Josh Warrenton. For me, he was the fighter of the year last year in Britain, at least. Um, and you know, Kid Galahad, Carl Frampton, Lee Selby, Kiko Martinez in his last five fights, yeah, he's earned the right to to have a gimme um, while he kind of waits for a unification fight. Really, it's it's kind of disappointing for him, you know. Looking forward for Josh Warrington because if you look at featherweight, the WBA yeah. champion is Leo Santa Cruz, but he's about to move up. Um, you've got the WBC champion Gary Russell Jr. who fights once every eighteen months if you're lucky. Um, You've the IBF, he is the IBF champion, and the WBO, uh, WBO champion is Oscar Valdez, who's probably about to move up as well. So there's just not a lot going on for him at the minute.
2: Yeah, um, no, and I, I can't imagine him going up again. I can't imagine him going up uh, to super really. No, if he's comfortable doing featherweight, he's not. A, he's not. His numbers suggest he's not a puncher,
1: Warrington. I think. Well, he's...
2: there's the this Chinese, the Chinese fighter, Can zoom. Probably... Yeah.
1: He's the WBA uh, regular champion, so that seems like the most likely.
2: Yeah, that is likely, but it's it's a shame because it's like he's done enough. Yeah, like and, and no disrespect to Kanzu, <laughs> I've never I don't, I'm, and I'm saying that because he's obviously a world champion in his own right. But it's it's not that's not like an exciting mouth in fight like lit Santa Cruz. Yeah, he's not is, he's
1: not going to come over here
2: uh, and sell the fight, is he, Zu? He's not going to because. No, but, and and we don't want him to. We don't want to see that fight. We want to see Santa Cruz in with Frampton. Yeah. Or, um, sorry, sorry. With with uh, Russell, Russell Jr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I'm sorry, or, or yeah, or Russell Jr. But Santa Cruz is the one because of the history with with Frampton mm. and you know, Frampton won one. Santa Cruz, you know, won the the next one. So what would Fram? What would Warrington do? Well, I, I think Warrington's going. to... I think he'll try to get the Kanzu
1: fight. I think it's the most possible for him. Really. Other, you know, other than that, really, uh, he'll perhaps go to look to, perhaps try to move to America and have a fight out in America, you know, on a Fury undercard maybe. What Frank Warren said was, if it was up to me, in an ideal world, Frampton would win a version of the world title, and there would be a rematch with him. Great fight. Yeah. yeah, the first fight was really good. Frampton, I think Frampton's he's on the way down. Really, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I think absolutely. Warrington would beat him again. I'm not sure. I want to see yeah. it really,
2: but well, it was an incredible fight, and you're right. I don't think it goes any other way again. But it, it is interesting. Mm. But the problem we've got now for Warrington, like you said, is there is no marquee fight anymore in, in, in that. If Santa Cruz is going up and Valdez is going up, and Russell Jr. isn't fighting, mm. then and even like Russell Gary Russell Jr is incredible and it'll be a ferocious fight. You know, his ha- the hand speed would be blurring and all that kind of stuff. Mm. But, but it, it, I think it's a, a more challenging f- uh, sell than Santa Cruz. And, and if it isn't, if those two do move up in terms of Valdez and, and um, Santa, Cruz. Santa Cruz move up, mm. then there isn't, there's no longer that marquee fight at featherweight. And Frampton is the only one which we've seen again. Mm. So the only place for him to go is Kanzu, and then, whoever these up-and-coming featherweights are going to be, yeah. who undoubtedly will be dangerous, with almost no payoff. Mm. So I don't know where Warrington... I think maybe the best thing for Warrington would be win that fight for uh, win the fight against Kando if he could. Maybe a rematch with Frampton if he picks up another title, and then call it a day.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. You know, maybe try and. I suppose the only other thing he could do is at some point maybe move up and try and win another title at another weight. Um, but Day. yeah, it's Day. tough for him because he's a big draw in the UK. Uh, he's not really known. He's not really known in America. There's no real American options out there for him. It's it's and it's a shame because he's actually in a really really good run and he's. It's almost like he's cleared out the domestic kind of top he level has, featherweights. He,
2: he, he really has And Before that fight, you probably wouldn't pick him for, to win any of them. No. You wouldn't have picked him to beat Selby. We didn't. We all, you know, we all we think highly of Selby. Uh, Frampton, I thought, stepped too far. And Kid Galahad was a different challenge, but did what he needed to do to win the fight. I guess. Yeah, although I, I think I had Galahad winning that one. But the, you know, it's he's done everything you can ask of him and more. He just needs a payday now, a couple of paydays, and maybe hang it up because going up, there is some horrible fights up there for him.
1: Yeah, yeah, Super, super Davis. Yeah, it's a tough, it's a tough division yeah. up there now. Tevin,
2: I wouldn't fancy him at Tevin Farmer. No, no, I think so, yeah. You, so Tevin Farmer yeah. maybe
1: he'd win that fight, but it's, My, it's not yeah. going to happen.
2: Yeah, no, it ain't going to happen. And um, yeah, so I, it's a shame because sometimes boxers find themselves in these situations where there isn't much left to do other than and, and fighting on for too long. You come up against the wrong up and coming fighter, is better than you think. And end up going out of ending a career in the wrong way. Yeah, yeah. Um, so um, it'll be interesting to see they match him. Yeah,
1: and it's good to see. It's good to see now that he's starting to show a bit of power because he hurt he hurt Frampton a couple of times in their fight. He hurt Selby a couple of times in their I think fight. the
2: first round was incredible, wasn't it? What well, the Frampton out. fight? Yeah, yeah, there,
1: That was that was immense. It was just it, he he has an amazing engine, Warrington. It's, yeah, it's un-
2: just does not. Stop.
1: No, but Galahad. Galahad gave him his toughest fight, absolutely, and uh, Galahad probably probably deserves a rematch. I think it's fair, but he ain't gonna get it.
2: <sighs> stinks, though. it Stinks, does not it? Because Galahad's style is just. I, and I like, you know, I like him, but it's that typical kind of Ingle. Ingle, yeah. Let's stink out of the place. Horrible, Effective horrible. Southpaw, well. yeah, just horrible. No one. Southpaw. He's not gonna give him another fight. Why would he? No, he's not. He's gonna.
1: Yeah, he'd have to become a mandatory again, and then. I think Morrison would rather bin the title than fight him
2: again. It's just doesn't need it. He doesn't need it really. Um, mm. I'll tell you what. Did you watch? I know you it's not in the in the um, running order, but the um, Barrett fight. Did you watch that? No, one? I didn't. No, I missed that. I was on the train coming back. You like it's him, didn't you? I do. I really like him. If he could dig, you know, if he had some like proper concussive power, he would do. I think he could do a lot. Um, currently looks like very silky at domestic level mm. he's got horrible body punch left hook to the body over and over again i think he, he stopped the other guy I forget his name on a Abercory. yeah that's right on a, a body i can't remember exactly how it finished but he, he was just he was excellent he was really really good yeah. and um it's lined up with this you know t's favorite fighter archie sharp who's this kind of like essex sort of reality tv star kind of guy yeah they're, um, they're both kind of
1: limited, but, aren't they? Both of them, really. Archie Sharp and and Azelfa Barrett. They're they're good, but they're both kind of. You can see there's like big flaws there, but which makes for a really fun fight.
2: Yeah, and, and I mean, it's, it's fun is almost dismissive, isn't it? <laughs> the, yeah. I think I think uh, Barrett's technically really good. Mm. It's just that is you know he, he he probably won't go much further beyond British. Maybe get a European title shot. If he gets past Archie Sharp, yeah. Um, but Start being in that conversation for the European, and, and you know, for that, I think it's as, as boxing fans, you dismiss that sort of level. Yeah, so oh, I won't get much for in European, but that's a high level of boxing. Oh yeah, you know, you're probably talking about the top five percent of professional, less than that professional boxers ever. Go anywhere near the European title, so you know. So um, he's fun to watch, and 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 it's, it was good to to see again at um, domestic level. Like boxing is very healthy, and there's lots of excitement and lots of interest that we had there. And it isn't just about these title fights that that, um, that Eddie Hearn would would sell you. Yeah, you know, Eddie Hearn's done incredible stuff for boxing, and he's got some amazing fights on telly. But he has taken away from Domestic scene because there's less attention there, um, in my opinion. And uh, it was just there's so many good fights around that level. If you genuinely just like watching boxing and fighting, then uh, there's lots to be seen at domestic level.
1: The, um, the Archie Sharp fight, do you think that happens anytime soon?
2: I don't know. I don't know enough about in the background about both. Who's he promoted by? They're both with Frank Moran. Well, then if they want to fight, it can happen, isn't it? If yeah. they both want it, then. Then, then, then it can happen. I think there'd be a lot of interest, plenty of opportunities, in BT to to get that on. It'd be a lovely undercard fight for, you know, what if Warrington does go again, or um, even, you know, it did. I mean, it it, it would fit on any belt. It'd be interesting to see any boxing fan who has a kind of modicum of understanding of both what these both these fighters do, and has have, have achieved previously. I think they both fought. Did they both fight Woods? Is it Woodstock? Yeah. They both fought him. I think I might be getting it wrong. And you know, it makes sense that they had similar results out of him. And actually, uh, Archie Sharp was struggling, wasn't he, in his last fight?
1: Yeah, he was. He was. Yeah. He was struggling quite a bit. And, uh, and just uh, he just found a shot. He just he found yeah. he found a shot. And uh, yeah, against Garrity, he, he just found a shot and knocked the guy out. But that's what I mean. It's it's you know that's why I say it would be fun because there is he can be outboxed Archie Sharp, but he's got fight-ending power. Uh, and Zelva yeah. Barrett's got some pop as well. He's, he's like you say, he's not the biggest puncher in the world, but he's, there is. He does so have yeah,
2: they have both all, they've got similar um, resumes, haven't they?
1: Yeah, they've both. I think Archie Sharp's Archie Sharp's
2: undefeated. Um, yeah, I'm just looking. I'm just looking at your box rec right now, Archie Sharp, and just noticed a couple of names that are on, are on Barrett's as well. So yeah, look, lead, the roads are leading to each other, and. Um, Let's see it. Let's see it happen.
1: What well, I'm just—I just, just wanted to just look, you know, if it would—it would. I don't think it would, would be for the British title if they were to map to me. Um,
2: well, according to Boxer Archie Sharp's ranked seventh in Britain. Right. So, I don't think it can be really. Who's got it, Super? Who's got it? Who has, uh,
1: got, let's have. I'm gonna, just going to quickly look now because I seem to have forgotten. Uh, super Oh, Sam Bowen. Uh, Sam Bowen's got the British title. I think. He's, to be
2: honest, no one would forgive you for not knowing who the fucking Super is. I used British to challenges. really pride myself on that. I used to really, really pride myself on knowing. Like, it's it's useless information. It really is. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> it's not what you could do. Oh, you, there was no chance that we were going to pluck that question out this
1: uh, yeah. For no, this episode, no. Me? A lot of the boxing well, monthly not, guys would know that. They would know who that was straight away. Like,
2: it's. Uh, yeah, but there's 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 like there's hardcore and then there's hardcore. Yeah. boxing fans. Yeah, you've got yeah. to Would be you... a super nerd to be a boxing fan to know
1: all these titles.
2: It's fascinating looking at it. One of my favorite things, that like looking at the old boxing magazines. Like boxing Monthly was the rankings in the on the back page. Mm. At least I love that. I'm looking at them, seeing them going up. I remember I prepped for an interview I did with David Hay based on these rank cruiserweight rankings because I didn't know anything about boxing really. Right. Then I just got got this opportunity and i just picked up some names and talked to him about them. like wayne wayne was one of them Oh, okay yeah and i was just like yeah he's good and read a little bit about online yeah Dave, why are you trying to avoid him Dave? like how do you how are you gonna plan that and I just bluff my way through this interview yeah bluff my way through every box, boxing conversation
1: <laughs> i think everybody bluffs everything in life really you know everybody puts on the front of um knowing everything but we're all, we're all just winging it really um yeah. you didn't watch triple g last week did you
2: uh, no, I didn't. What, what happened was um I basically got up and found out the result and as much as I love boxing I I, I need some like I need I need to watch it without knowing the result. Yeah, I, yeah. And especially if it's twelve rounds I'm like um but yeah, once I, you know I've it's a
1: decision a lo- you don't want the, the desire to kind watch of, the fight tanks, doesn't it?
2: But a great fight I've heard. It staff. was
1: a very good fight. I th- like you I saw the result. But then mm. thought, nope. Let's watch it. So I did watch it, and it was a really good fight. Um, um yeah, did he Triple win? G. Triple G. He looked a little bit slower. The energy's leaving him. Well,
2: 30, if you're not juicing, you will at 38.
1: Yeah, he's, what, he's, he's getting on. Is it 38? He, he's 37, I think. He's 37.
2: 37. Of course, like he's, what you're seeing is a very natural, normal break. Uh, you know, um, reduction in, in ability yep. of a human being. Yeah, he is. You've got to look at some of the other fighters that ain't disappearing around that age and thinking, well, what's going on?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, like you said, it's natural. He's had a long career, he had a long amateur career. Um, it's starting to catch up with him now. And Sergei Devranchenko, who he fought last week, is a really good fighter. He is a really good fighter. He gave mm. Danny Jacobs a really, really hard fight. Uh, I thought he might have nicked that one. Uh, I thought he might have nicked it against Golovkin last week. De Francesco a good fighter. He was always going to give him a tough fight. And when you're fighting for a vacant world title, you should be fighting a really good fighter. You shouldn't be fighting a pudding. You should course, have yeah. to really earn that world title. So, um, but where's this road leading now?
2: Like he's done it. He's done enough. He's good. Good fighter. We will be remembered well. Yeah.
1: He wants, the, he, he wants the he wants the Canelo fight. The Canelo fights the money but, fight. He wants the Canelo fight. But
2: he's had two big money fights with Canelo. Yeah, and
1: he's what, making really what, what, good money with his own yeah. just fighting Devranchenko. Yeah, well, like he's, exactly,
2: why did he? What does he need it for? What does he want? He, I mean, it's pride. I think he wants the win, doesn't he? He wants to win. <laughs> he's not going to get the win. Someone's no. got to have a word with him. Yeah, he's not going to get the
1: win. He's he's no, he's no chance. Canelo is in a point of his career. Yes, the, the first two fights were really close. Both both really competitive fights. Um, arguments for Golovkin winning both of those fights um I thought Canelo got one of them um probably Mm -hmm. probably got one each really but Canelo now is 28 he's not losing a fight for a while Canelo he's just uh, he's probably the best fighter in the sport right now
2: he's not going to lose to a 37 year old Golovkin he's not going to he's going to beat Golovkin he'd be- we've talked about this we've talked about this we know what's happening yeah. he's going big balls he's yeah. cleaning up yeah. he's going up he's, he's going, going to up smash and he's Andy Ruiz up. to bits and win all the heavyweight <laughs> titles
1: he's going to Wait. smash him to bits and he's taking Sugar Ray Robinson's gravestone he's like I'm having yeah. it it's mine I'm the
2: man now he's going into the land of the killers right in light, light light heavyweight yeah. cruiserweight just getting get up man he's, deal, he's gonna deal he's just gonna deal he with everyone It's just gonna deal with everybody <laughs> so why is he gonna go back and deal with Golovkin now when he's going up in the land of the yeah. Giants and, and, I want to see and, Golovkin
1: and then... move up Golovkin needs to move up like move yeah. up fight Callum Smith win another title do something big dick like Canelo's doing big dick shit
2: what are you doing yeah. you're doing nothing just following him around like a puppy Go and do some big dick stuff, man. Like, yeah, on. there's there's so many other things out there you can do. Yeah, go and live your life. Yeah. Open your eyes.
1: <laughs> it's you a know, beautiful look, world look, out there.
2: F- 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 yeah, fight <laughs> other people. It's not all about Canelo. I know,
1: I know. I don't know. He's just he's got dick envy, innit? You know, he's looking at he's looking at Canelo swinging that
2: thing around, and he's he's just like, I want that. I want to be like that. Yeah. And he's just following him yeah. around. It's quite sad. That would be mad if he goes up to light heavy beats cover lead, which he will, right? Yeah, I think he will. Uh, yeah. think and then there. you know, picks up um uh, Picks up a title, a title up there, yep. and just thinks and just there. Uh, I, I, I love to see it. I love it. Yeah. Because so many of these fighters, they get to a stage where they go, oh, no, no, let's not take risks. I mean, and some might argue that Kovalev isn't a risk, but he is. He is. That is a that is a risk. The guy's bigger than him. He can punch. He can box. Yeah. Um. So you know, anything can happen in boxing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it's a, it's a uh, good
2: fight. I'm looking forward to it.
1: Next week. Too. Next weekend, there's the light heavyweights as well. It's um your favourite, um Alexander Vosdik. I know you like his surname. Um, because it's got dick in it. Yeah, it's got dick in it, and he's fighting yeah. Arta Baturbeev.
2: Yeah, uh, is that the right pronunciation, Baturbeev? everybody says it differently. I'm saying Baturbeev. Don't care. Yeah, no, it sounds right. It sounds right. I'm yeah. just saying, yeah, Bitterbiev. I think people would say. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, no, I don't, like, yeah, that. I've heard I don't that. like that. Even if that is
1: his real name, I'm, that's no, no. He needs yeah, to it's not it. his real.
2: Even if it is his real name, it's not his name. No, it's not. It's Beterbiev. Um yeah, look, uh, yeah, that's gonna be sexy. Uh, that is gonna be sexy fight next week. It? it is, and it's a shame, but that the the fight the, the bouts at that level are so sexy. Yeah, and they, there's so much quality out there. But but the names like are you know in, just in terms of your average casual fan, yeah, you don't know who they are. No, no, and they ain't earning the money that their skill. No, they're too sh- brilliant. Sh- for you're right. Them. They're too brilliant
1: fighters. They're going to have a cracking fight, unification, lineal title, the lot, and only people are going to care are going to be the hardcore fans boxing it's fans.
2: like it's like Anthony Yard and um and uh Bwatsi, right? right yeah. light heavy right but they must come in and go for fuck's sake man yeah like look look all these killers in my division and I'm not going to get paid shit to fight them no it's true you got that's a good point that is a good point it's going to be you know I was so the value for Usyk in the end like yeah. went down that was that was ballsy because he didn't have to do it but Usyk had built up a brand yeah by that point where he got paid handsomely and I'm pretty sure that Hearn would have properly stuffed Belly's pocket for that oh just yeah. because it, it, it gives Hearn his fighter the the, the platform he's fight that, that Usyk needed mm. yeah Usy, and he knew he was gonna yeah, win
1: Usyk had built up a name knew, through the tournament hadn't he and yeah so yeah he was able to
2: he was able to kind that of that fight happened because he signed with the Zone and Matchroom. You're probably Usik. yeah, yeah. That was why, all 100%. about building towards a Joshua fight, isn't it? That fight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is um, which is really really valuable. But the point is, is that for other fighters, especially British fighters at that level, yep. either even light heavy or or, um, or cruiser or or cruiser, there's there's so much danger and so little reward in that division. Yeah, it's true.
1: It's true. You're not. You would get. You know, all the boxing fans like us are going to be like, oh my god. He's gonna fight. He's fighting Kovalev. He's fighting Perturbia. but like for us, like that's like amazing. But for, yeah, you know, John, you know, Joe Bloggs, it means nothing. Like, no. and what well,
2: do you think of the fighters that Usyk beat? You wouldn't put many people in there with him. No, it's um, a guy. Fuck, His name escapes me completely now. Gassiev. Gassiev, yeah. Monster. He's, a killer, man. he's a monster. man. He's a fucking... Yeah. <laughs>
1: he's a monster. Like, yeah, just amazing. um Dauticus and... Uh, yeah. Um, and as well. Yeah. It's just so many great fighters. There, so man. many, yeah. Uh, it's so many. Um, Errol Spencer, the lucky escape.
2: Oh, shit, man. He wasn't wearing a seatbelt. Is that right? That's...
1: There's so... There's one of those things. It's like, something will happen and then all sorts of kind of rumours come out of it. But, yeah, yeah, apparently... That's true. He wasn't wearing a seatbelt. Apparently, he's going to catch a
2: DWI charge. Um... But I'm, I this mean, is, this is apparently, now, it's no? just... Do you mean he at that level, you know, have, have getting a ban from driving, You he's lucky he's alive, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But and, you know... uh, can, and they talked about, like, the, you looked at the crash and you're thinking, wow. there is no way that his arms and legs are not going to be impacted in some way. Mm. And if the fact that he had no broken bones mm. is an, a miracle and that doesn't mean there's a nerve damage in his arms and legs yeah. there may be there may be tendons or, or muscle damage that would make make it difficult to for him to get back to where he was but by the sounds of it he's escaped any kind of real serious injury now what, what does serious mean yeah. serious is probably life-threatening he was never in that kind of life-threatening condition but that doesn't mean his his ability to box hasn't been impacted yeah um and i hope from a boxing perspective that he obviously gets back and and he he can he can make that match with Crawford because apparently there was a contract on the table. Oh, Wow, not that not yeah. that means that means anything really. But I think there was a contract from Crawford's side that that they they asked um, Spence to sign and make the fight. Didn't he say something about you need to pull your panties off? Or yeah, something?
1: pull your panties up, kind of
2: thing. I, I, yeah, yeah I,
1: I think Spence Spence was looking at the Manny Pacquiao fight. I think that's what he was looking at. I don't think he was looking at Crawford really. I think Manny Pacquiao represents represents more money. He represents uh, it's a bigger name lesser, and it's another threat. title. He doesn't doesn't need Crawford right now. Crawford needs Spence, but I, I think Spence does need Crawford at some point. If he, you know, not, like not I said, if right he gets now. back to one hundred percent, which we really hope he does get back to one hundred percent, and he is the fighter he was. Um, yeah. but the main thing i suppose for now is that he's he's fine he's alive he's he seems to be in one piece and you know he's he, he can get back to another day boxing's kind of secondary
2: really yeah and look and and you have to say that regardless of what happened you're driving that fast no other in- vehicles involved mm. it's your fault yeah and you could have fucking killed someone yeah. so someone needs to give him a slap yeah. not that not that, you know that would be a good idea no, he right. needs
1: he needs a stern word with with him because you see him like on the IFL videos or the other YouTube channels at other fights. So he'll be at like a you know like a Charlo fight and he'll be drunk. Like he'll just be drunk at the fight. And he's a young man, but it's like you can see he's not making wise decisions outside of the ring. Um, yeah, he you know he needs to kind of he needs to settle down. He's he's in a fantastic place where you know he could become a real huge star. And if he is totally healthy. He needs to just settle down and focus on his career. When he's forty, he can get drunk and party as much as he likes. But for now, it's about your career. Like make it's fun though, isn't it? Yeah. yeah he's he got a, the he's money. a young man. He's a young man. What was he doing at you know, twenty seven, twenty eight, you know? Of course he is.
2: You know? He'd seen it so many times before. It's just that no. some of dedication disappears. Mayweather who could switch it on and off, never drunk anyway, did he? No. But... He could switch it on and off he could lead that lavish lifestyle and do those things and strip clubs and whatnot but when it came down to it it was about as he says hard work and dedication yeah and then you look at talents like adrian broner where he doesn't live by that mantra and it's just a, a, pretty much a nightmare is um you know it has a different impact and, and they, their careers go in different paths
1: yeah yeah it's a, well like we said it's good that spence seems to be okay um yeah, um, we're just pleased he's okay, it. Really. If he comes back to box and he's back at that level, then brilliant, and we can make the fights that we want to see. But this, I'm just glad he's all right, to be honest. Uh, so, just yeah, we're pretty much done here now. Flav, how long have we
2: been going for, mate? Um,
1: this is like a tradition of ours now. I always ask you this question:
2: fifty, 50 minutes. Did you hear? Did you hear Shakir Stevenson was? <laughs> Mooted for Warrington
1: Yes Yes You've reminded me He's going to fight For the WBO title He's going to fight for that So that is actually That is a makeable fight
2: That is a Right fight. So what I would say then Is let, do, do Fight the Chinese guy Yep And fight Maybe rematch Frampton Yep Just keep busy Stay relevant mm. Let Stevenson pick up That Other belt Yep and then make that big one make America. Make a couple of yeah. Make that in a couple of years. Year, so he's not quite there months. yet, but yep. he will be. Stevenson money. So
1: yeah, yeah, no, that's a good shout. That is a good shout. Secure Stevenson in about a year, eighteen months. That that makes that makes absolute sense. Um, Can I
2: just uh, give a shout out to or shout out what we're talking about? I'm reading a book, Don McRae's new book. Oh yeah, yeah about, go on,
1: tell us about it. Yeah,
2: it's about the troubles in Ireland. Not this is not a review, but I'd like to talk about it after I've read it because I haven't finished the book. But it's about how um, fighters like McGwigan and even Frampton, um, although he's not, it's not about Frampton. It's more about McGuigan and a couple of other Irish fighters, okay. and how they trans- transcended the troubles, and they were the only people in the city that could move freely across the Catholic and Protestant sides yeah. of the city. And there was a trainer as well who who also had the freedom of the movement that no one else did, not even vicars, you know, police whoever you, no one had the freedom but boxing and it's just exploration about how boxing what it did for the city at the time and and how it helped move the place towards a more peaceful resolution yeah. it's um it's it's in, like if anybody listening to this hasn't read a book about boxing before and they be might be interested don McRae is like top top tier yeah he he's one he he's won the he's won the william hill sports book of the year twice uh, if he did, if he does for this one, it would be the the third time he's done it. I think that's uh, uh, you no know, uh, one else has done that. Mm. Um, he's a really good writer. Yeah. He did the Dark Trade,
1: I'm didn't God. he? Which I know is one of your favourites.
2: Dark Trade is in my among my favourite books, not just favourite you know, sports books. Yeah. It's incredible piece of work, and he's working on another one. Uh, this similar vein to Dark Trade. Yes, with yes, four is. other boxes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I, I'll, I'll explain a little bit more when. Yeah, it'd be good to the... talk about. You know, it'd
1: be talk good to talk about the book. We'll maybe do like a a little special on it. Um, no, yeah. he's a great writer. I read. Um, he did a book called In Black and White. And it's about Joe Lewis and Jesse Owens and their rela- right, yeah. their relationship and the the times that they were in and how their different kind of um, attitudes to civil rights and things like that. Uh, that was a really good book as well. And I've actually just finished reading the Angelo Dundee biography, uh, who was Matt Ali's yeah. trainer, which was a really quite, quite a simple book, to be honest. It wasn't, it wasn't. It was, yeah, it was pretty straightforward, really. It was quite a good read, mostly about Ali, a little bit of Sugar Ray Leonard, a little bit about George Foreman, because I didn't actually realise he trained George Foreman, but he did. Um, And so,
2: yeah, that was a good read. Yeah, no, just just on another thing of recommendations and stuff that I've heard, um, there is a podcast by Tris Dixon. Oh, yes. um, Where it's called Boxing Life Stories. And there is, the two I'd recommend out of all of them would be uh, Bruce Trampler. Yep. He's the matchmaker for Bob Arum. Yes, he is, yep. Uh, but he's, he, his way of speaking, it's an hour and a half, this podcast, and he just t- talks through his career, essentially, and it's just a really fascinating to listen. And the other ones, the Richard Towers episodes, which are fucking crazy. Right. Like, that guy is insane. The stuff he's got up to and the, the shit. Have you, have you listened to him?
1: I've listened to one. I've only listened to one of Triss's podcasts, it was the Adam Booth one. Uh, actually, no, I didn't. Yeah. I listened to, um, what's his name? Pat, the uh, Adam, he was Arturo Gatti's uh, manager. Uh, yeah. I, I, that was one of the first issues, he that was one of the first episodes he did, and I listened to that one and I listened to the Adam Booth one. Uh, I've got well, the Paul William ones saved that I keep meaning to listen to that and I've not got around to. Well,
2: it. watch, they're very good. They're very good. And obviously, Tristiction's always going to deliver quality conversations. But the um, the, the Richard Towers, is, it weird, because it's weird, because I, I can't remember watching him box. Yeah um and he was always kind of like a very average british level yeah, he was. heavyweight who could he could bang but then you, hit, you listen to it because where he comes from and what he went through just to get in the ring is insane like it's insane the shit that you're talking about there's... It's just insa- it's insane. It's, uh, just bit, the podcast starts with him telling a story how he stabbed four people. Wow! About eighty times each. Wow! There's there's Mate, the, there's no the sport are... like
1: boxing for these stories. You know it, it does. It seems to it seems to attract these people, outcasts of outcast of society, if you like, people that are desperate and have ha- had a tough life. They seem we seem to get those people that come into boxing, and it's good for people like Richard Towers that have had a tough life, but. Have, but tough life ain't the word mate I've never heard anything <clears> like this but you know they come out the other side they get into the sport and it helps them and that's why it's so important uh, that yeah, the sport carries on
2: I'm not well, this is the thing you listen to the podcast I'm not sure he is out the other side it's a big a big a big a big listen he's, uh, right. he's a dangerous and probably self-admittedly horrible man <laughs> oh god <laughs> okay fair <laughs> enough I'd love to chat with him I'd love to one day chat with him really but excellent
1: alright uh, good way to end it that'll do alright alright spot well, on Cal nice one mate
2: I'll speak to you uh, soon. All then. Take care. Bye bye. <laughs> All righty then. Sports Social Podcast Network.
0: Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy.